This is 100 Days a Year Podcast. Our podcast, because, well, you need another podcast. I'm Becky Fouché, alongside my very best friend, Jeremy Rabondo. Hi. Jeremy, today we're going to start episode two, entitled 8.4 on a Friday. Are you ready for this? So ready. All right, let's go. 100 Days a Year Podcast exists to explore the way that Jeremy and I view relationships and what we expect from them and what we're willing to give, how we interpret them, how we communicate within them, and how we understand them. Principles of Relationship Interpretation, number two. We are not our intentions. We are what we do every day. We are not our intentions. We are what we do every day. Jeremy, I love when you say this to me because it sheds so much light on how I process all of the relationships in my life. Mm-hmm. And really, I think it enables me to kind of give more grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think it's just a realistic approach to relationships. Um, I think, you know, when we hurt each other and we kind of spent a lot of time talking about this in the, in the first episode earlier this week, but I think when we interact with others and, you know, there's hurt involved, you know, we, we tend to kind of divide the conversation into what was actually said, which is mostly intentional. Yes, we do misspeak occasionally, but normally when we're, we're speaking with someone in an environment that invites thoughtful communication, what we are saying, we are saying with intent. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then we want to divide that from what the person might say, cause I've said this before. Well, that's not what, those aren't my intentions. That's not who I am, you know, and, mm-hmm. and you and I can talk in a little bit about relationships <laughs> and encounters with, with other people where they're like, well, that's not my intent. How are you doubting my intent? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm relying on your words. I think that's relevant. No, 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 no. What about, what about the fact that, you know, why do you believe this about me? Um, because you're showing me <laughs> in the conversation itself, you know, but I just think, you know, that phrase, which I, you know, I'm, I don't hate to take credit for that. I, I think, I feel like I've pieced that together from, from really, um, really, you know, good observations by others, but you know, we are not our intentions. In other words, we are not the thing that we want to do. We are the thing that we do, in fact, do. Right. Right. We justify other people by what they do. Right? We don't, we don't, you know, we don't arrest someone by what they intended to do. You know, people get arrested for what they do. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we, we justify um, people's actions, right? I mm-hmm. mean, that that really is the the outliving of, um, of, of what, of what they really, really meant to do. Right. So it's really hard to be in a conversation with someone who wronged you and for them to tell you, well, I didn't mean to do that. And I think it's dishonest to say, well, you did. <laughs> so what's your answer for that? Because your meaning not to do something doesn't change the fact exactly. that you hurt me or you did this. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, people, you know, I, let's just think of a stereotypical kind of situation between two significant others where one has a significant like date in mind of maybe it was maybe it was this couple's first concert or it was this, you know, it was this couple's first real conversation about the relationship. And um, and for for real, you know, for real reasons, you know, that date is significant or the place is significant or the time of day is significant. Think about all the, the, the way that we kind of form our sentimentalities, you know, and then the other person, you know, doesn't acknowledge that. But 
you know, so say say that couple is back in a similar situation, and then one of the one of the members of of the couple says, you know, you didn't remember why, you know, you didn't remember the last time we were here, or you didn't remember the last time we did this thing, you know, it was really super special for the following reasons, and the other person might say, you know, well, I didn't. I didn't intend for that. You know my true intentions. My true intentions are never to hurt you. My true intentions are to always realize that, you know, all of these events and these places are significant. And and I think that can that can exist. I think mm-hmm. that can exist in our mind as a thought because I think what we then realize is in that moment where the other person confronts us and says, you know, you didn't remember this or this wasn't important to you. That's really, well, what they're saying is it's important to me, but it may not have been important to you to remember it. And mm-hmm. you then realize at that, that, that moment that it should have been important. And you kind of feel judged by that. And you kind of feel a little defensive by that. And so getting back to our statement, you know, you know, we are what we do. So if we're going through life and we're, we're failing to remember or understand those things which affect our partner, you know, those things which are sentimental to our partner, and then we come back with this kind of trite defense that mm-hmm. says, well, that's not my intent, you know, I mean... It's relevant in that mm-hmm. you've caught yourself and you realize that should have been important to you, but in fact, it wasn't. I mean, the real the real truth is that it probably wasn't in that moment, and you and maybe you just feel like a little bit judged and a little bit busted because maybe you feel like you should have remembered that. I think in using that defense, it's a denial of all responsibility. Yeah. Because to say, I hurt you but it wasn't my intent. I didn't intend that. I didn't mean that. Mm. Maybe true. But it doesn't change the responsibility say, of, right. of your actions. So you, you have to take responsibility for that and say, okay, you know, what strategies can I implement in order to make this other person's thoughts and feelings my priority? So that so that my actions do become my intent, right? right? How right. can How can we change our intent? Ugh. that's I, that's I, the big question well i think yeah that is the big question because i think it would be tempting to say well i can't change you know i don't remember dates or i'm a bad texter let's Ugh. think let's go through all Ugh. the little excuses we've had <laughs> in relationships or i i, I for, i'll forget to call you back right. or, I, don't I don't return i don't check my phone i don't return my emails you have to understand that that doesn't mean that our relationship is any less significant and and in those in and in those others defenses i I get what they're saying and, and, you know, we should be charitable and we should have some grace for those times where people's minds are just in other places and they forget. Um, but at the same time, here's the thing we talked about last time and we'll probably talk about it every time is that Mm -hmm. if it's important to you, it's gotta be important to me. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. If we're in a relationship and we're doing this together, you know, whether friendship, partnership, you know, significant other ship, if you will, like if we're in this together, then then those little things, which mm-hmm. matter to so many of you who are probably tuning in and going, ah, I can identify with what they're talking about because mm-hmm. all of this stuff matters to me. You know, you have to take it seriously. So if you don't take it seriously and you come back and you say, look, I don't do these things. You have to know that about me as a defense. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, uh, sorry. Uh, I realize but here's the thing. It's not your intent to communicate with me when I need to. That's right. really the real reason. Right. So that's why I'm going back to my point saying we need to strive to make those little things that are important to you important to me or vice versa. Right. And I think that speaks to the depth of trust and intensity that you want for your relationship. Um, honestly, I think that 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 type of thing works for a lot of people. Um, I We are not those people. 
that we are not satisfied with um, that lack of attention to detail. Mm-hmm. I mean, that makes us feel unwanted, mm-hmm. undeserving, not paid attention to, right. not respected, um, makes us feel like a burden, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. right? I mean, it makes us feel totally insignificant and we're just not satisfied with that shallow of a mm-hmm. level of trust and intimacy it just doesn't work. Right. And I think the response to that by those others that we've heard before is like, you know, you're being selfish. Mm-hmm. Like these little things don't mean anything. It's all the big things, mm-hmm. you know, but what if, what if you're the kind of person <clears throat> for whom little things always feel like big things and right. you're like that and I'm like that and we're not the only ones we know that are like that. Right. And so you've got two choices. You either minimize your own feelings mm-hmm. because you're with someone for whom the way they think about you is incompatible or they're going to try real hard to understand why that's significant, mm-hmm. right. why those little things are significant. And it's important not to be with someone who tries to diminish what you're saying by, you know, adding something else, you know, by saying, you know, well, I may not, you know, I can't check my phone all day. I have a job, but you know, but I bought you this gift last week. Isn't that enough? Right. I mean, I just, that just doesn't work for us. Or I'll I'll call you after work. Isn't that enough? And just, you know, the obligation of feeling like some people really resent the obligation of feeling like they have to respond, which then makes you and I ask the question, well, why are you interested in a relationship with another person at all? Right. You know, and and this goes for, you know, it's tempting to think about this only in the vein of romantic relationships. But I think this goes for, for friendships and close friendships. And then I don't know about you, Becky, but like, well, that's a lie because I do know about you. <laughs> but uh, we struggle with this to some extent, even within our own families. You know, right. um, you know, how should that communication go? Wanting the other to prioritize mm-hmm. the little things for us that are big things. And then we feel somehow pushed and manipulated into just accepting Right. Those of those in our family, their communication styles as as just the way they're going to be, and I just feel like the the communication, uh, the, the the approach to communication, um, really sets the foundation for you know what we do every day, and what we do every day translates into trust and love, and you pull it in, and if it's the things that we need, it's awesome, and if it's not, we fight for it, and then we feel simultaneously victimized, and we feel mm. irrelevant like you said, at the same time. And that makes us question the relationship's validity. And hear what I said. The right. re- makes us question the, re- the relationship's validity. And, you know, all of us have gotten in and out of relationships, whether they, again, be friendship relationships, significant relationships, romantic relationships, however you right. want to qualify them, classify them. Because we felt as though someone's daily action was different than what they swore it wasn't. Right. That's a really good point. That's right. That's right. And and I, you know, I think that there are so many communication problems in relationships because of that. Right? Mm-hmm. Because we because <laughs> I think people rely on a supposed intent rather than relying on the evidence, which is another person's actions. Like, so what you're saying is that, like, people start a relationship and start a collection of interactions based upon, like... Intent. Like, right. So they're just like... And it's good, though. You're, like, trusting. You're putting the... the, You're you're giving the other person the opportunity just to, like... You're kind of... You're kind of starting them out at 100 points, almost, you know, and saying... Right. You have the ability to do this. I'm trusting that. And then... 
if it starts to go down, then you start taking away or subtracting. Right, exactly. And, and it's almost this denial of all of the things that are right in front of you. Right? I just, I, I mean... Well, explain that more because that's I, important. I think if you look at any, and I'm just going to use the context of a romantic relationship for this example, but I've, I, I just know that so many people say, well, you know, he did this and it really hurt my feelings. You know, he, I, I really wanted him to come to, um, I, my, you know, this specific event that was important to me and, and he chose to go out with the boys instead, but I know his intent was not to hurt me. Mm. So I'm going to let him have a pass on this one. Yeah. When in fact his, his intent may not have been to do anything, but what he wanted to do and did in fact did hurt you. Right. And and at that point <laughs> you cannot rely on intent because the truth is he did hurt you and he chose, he, ch- he chose to diminish the thing that he should mm. know is important to you. Right. Based on, right. based on your, your trust and your, your, your previous interactions. Right. And, and the, the thing that happens now is that couples then, especially the one feeling the hurt, come to a crossroads. They, right. they, they decide whether they're being crazy and sometimes the other is, you right. know, in this case, maybe the guy would say, look, you're being oversensitive and crazy. Right. And um, they have to make a choice between whether they truly are insensitive and crazy, whether they think that, or whether that their ideas about what constitutes trust and companionship the way that they want it to be mm-hmm. is relevant right. at the, in this moment. Um, and, right. you know, remember what we talked about last time, um, you know, we're, we're imperfect. We're going to bump up against each other and we're going to wrong each other. And I think probably the easiest thing here are two things. Either one person, like in this case, the scenario you painted, the guy would just be like, you know, I'm screwed up. I'm sorry. Let's try over. Let's try again. Right. And if he doesn't, then I think, I think in this context, the, the woman as, as you, you know, you're making it in this case, um, would have to say, well, how many times does this have to happen? Right. Before I realize that maybe the person I'm with doesn't see our relationship the way I need it to be. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean there's no room for compromise. Right. But if there's a series of events that you need your partner at and they're unwilling. Right. Or if they say they are willing and then become unwilling. And at the same time say, well, you know, I don't want to hurt you. And then get mad when you're defensive and say, well, this is all on you. I mean, don't we know a half a dozen people right away we could name where this happens? Right. So this can't be both significant and insignificant. Right. I, I totally agree. I think it's dishonest to ignore the facts and, and to ignore someone's actions. I mean, I, mean, I just, I think we, we do what we intend to do. I mean, and like, think about this in the context of like making a to-do list for the day. Mm-hmm. I mean, when school's in session every morning, I, I write a to-do list for the day. And I may get a third of it done. I intended to do 11 things on my to-do list. And I may have gotten four things done. So am I justified by what I intended? Or am I justified by what I executed? Mm -hmm. And then you have to be honest with yourself and ask, why did I prioritize these three to four things above everything else? Right. 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 So in that is, is truly indicative of my intent. Right. Exactly. That you, you kind of already said at that point, this is what's important. Right. And these other things, they may be important. It's not that we're saying they're not important, but they're not as important. Mm-hmm. And how many, how many as importance mm-hmm. constitutes a pass for that person in our relationship? Right. 
you know, person in our life, excuse me, for, for whom, with whom we have a significant relationship. How many, how many passes do we allow? And you and I are not going to construe to come up with a number, but I think it's, if you've never thought this way about your relationships and those friction points where, you know, whether, again, this isn't just romantic relationships, easy right. to see it in that vein, but like any relationship, any relationship that's significant. where that's significant, where one says, Hey, I didn't intend to do X, even though that's exactly what I did. I didn't intend to hurt you when that's exactly what I did. And I'm going to convince you that the problem is yours and not mine. Oh, you know, right. As in the scenario you painted, like how many times do you do that before you like realize on some level there's an incompatibility? Mm -hmm. And I think all we want is just for that other person to say, I did hurt you. Mm -hmm. I did hurt you. And that's why we always say, you know, you know, I've said many times, you've got to tell the people you're with what you need. You've mm -hmm. got to check in. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to do it in the most emotionally intense times when, like in the scenario you painted. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's great to take, take a moment and like get that out of your system and then go, like, are you getting what you need from me? Right. What, what is it that you need? Where, you know, where can we be better? Where can we connect more fully? Where do you feel like I'm missing it? Right. It takes a lot of humility. And I'm sure some of you are probably going, uh, don't know anyone like that, never <laughs> been with anyone like that. But we teach so many things to so many people about life, but we really don't teach emotional intelligence the way we should. Because if yeah. we did, I think that we would have less of these, these, these uh, friction-filled interactions that right. really become, like, they, on some level, they feel like tiny things, but in the aggregate, they, they're destructive. Very. And... and Right. And, and so many people are content to live with that insecurity. And, you know, those those scenarios times, you know, 17 create or 50 or 500. Yeah. Over the course of years, a lifetime for some. I mean, it creates it, it creates this, you know, incurable insecurity. And um, and then people think they're crazy all the time. People think they're crazy and, and, it, and they don't understand that they're they they don't recognize their own value like mm. you don't have to live that way right you i and i am I'm, I'm stealing one of jeremy's phrases here but jeremy you always say you know you get the relationship that you feel you are worthy of mm. and if you even if you feel like you are worthy of being in a relationship <laughs> again romantic non-romantic whatever whatever interpersonal relationship you have with someone else if you feel that in that relationship you you can't demand what you need. That's what you think you're worthy of. Right. Right? I mean, yeah, it just, it says exactly so much it. about you. Yeah. It says so much about you as a person. Right. And I think it, I think you have to start with the fact that if you get hurt and you feel like you need something, then that's important. End of story. You know, right. you can't, you can't minimize your, your feelings without that, that awful R word creeping in, R, that being resentment. Mm. because that's what happens when you don't feel like you get what you need. You start to resent. Look, I'm in, before you, and, and I can tell you've got something on your mind to say, but before, <laughs> before but put a pin in that for okay. a second. I'm just going to say that relationships are difficult. Mm -hmm. They're hard. They're messy. And if you think they're not, you know, I've heard people describe the best relationships they have as there's just not any work. It's so easy. And I get the sentiment there. Right. But I think some people sacrifice true intimacy for whatever they think easy is. 
And if easy is non-confrontational, just acquiescing and agreeing and just being okay after a moment where you're completely devastated, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's not that's not good enough. No, it's not. Sorry, so please go back to what you were saying, if you can remember. I was just going to say, it's really amazing to me the number of people who are content to live in relationships where they cannot express what they need. Mm. Or they won't express. Or they won't. They they either can't and they won't or, or you know, they, they just won't or they don't know how. They don't know how. That's another. It's like three. Yeah. And it's 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 really sad because they, they, they call that closeness. And as an outsider, you know, we're going, you know, you, you can't even tell this person that what they said hurt your feelings or you can't even tell this person that you know attending their nephew's birthday party is important to you Mm -hmm. you know you can't even tell this person that you know they made fun of you one too many times and you took it personally Mm -hmm. it's it's just it's i'm just remarking on it the number Mm -hmm. of relationships that are willing to remain at that surface level it just it I just, you know, here's, here's again, it just goes back to what I said. I, I just think, and it's not that you and I are better at all. I don't think that for one minute, but you know, some, some of us just don't know how to think about relationships. You know, they don't know how to prioritize their own need and desire for intimacy in a real, in a real way. And so when someone starts offering you tools, well, you start applying those tools to your life and you start seeing the deficits. Mm-hmm. And these conversations that you and I have, have have both done that for us. We start going, oh man, what about this relationship I'm in? Or what about this relationship I'm having? And what about this conversation with this friend? What does that mean? Yeah, it's it's just part of the reassessment process of what it means to be, you know, a real person. Yeah. And they're not, relationships are not going to be perfect. Uh, and they're messy and they're difficult. And that doesn't, but that doesn't mean you should, should, um, uh, you know, down prioritize all, mm-hmm. all these things which are significant to you. Absolutely. You, you get what you, what you believe that you're worthy of. Mm-hmm. So I think another thing that you and I've talked about with this statement, you know, we are not our intentions. We are what we do every day. You know, we've kind of presented it one way mm-hmm. where, where the intent, the feeling is noble, but the action is not noble or noble. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, I meant for you to be perfectly okay with this thing that I did, but you weren't, you know, and I think we can flip that. I think it cuts the other way. And that is we can not have this feeling that's good at all. And then we still do the right thing and we chastise ourselves for that. You, you and I were talking about this a couple weeks ago Mm -hmm. and you may not want to speak specifically to this situation, but, but I think, I think you should kind of speak about it in the abstract and maybe, maybe paint a possible scenario, you know, with what we were talking about. Yeah, of course. You know, I think a lot of times we get stuck between what we know that we should do and what we truly internally want to do. Mm -hmm. And I think I think until we really had that conversation about, you know, two or three weeks ago, I was upset that the thing that I internally wanted to do, which was a negative thing, was competing with the thing that I actually did, which was the positive thing. Right, right. And I and, and you kept saying to me, Well, you didn't do you didn't you, you did the right thing. You you 
executed the right thing. Like, you did the right thing. And I'm going, but I didn't want to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. I wanted to do this selfish thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was torn up over it. Mm -hmm. And you're saying, but you're justified by what you do, not by what you intend to do. Right. Or not by what you want to do. Right. But what you actually do. Right. And I'm like, Becky, this is a win. I'm like, you win. You won. You did it. (laughs) And I'm like, but I just, I don't feel that goodness in my heart. Like, I didn't want to do the right thing. I wanted to do the wrong thing. <laughs> like, humanly, I wanted right. to be awful. And in this situation, you're, <laughs> and I think it's fair to say, and I've got this for myself too, but like just going back to the situation with you, I think it, you get to this point in that, in that situation with this person and you constantly are presented with your instinct, which is to do the wrong thing, which is to yes. do the selfish thing. But, you, but you've been more successful at doing the right thing and I wouldn't say hiding the intent, but just choosing other than the, yes. the thing. And and I'm like, this is a win. Yeah. And it's like we just feel this this pull, this cognitive dissonance, I guess, between the thing that we are doing and will do and the feeling we wish could accompany it. Yes. Right? We're hungry yes. we eat. That seems to be married, right? But somehow it seems that if we want to do this thing that's and it's totally selfish but we end up doing the right thing we feel like disingenuous and Mm -hmm. we feel like we've done something wrong even though we really haven't and you're actually you're actually like creating these i hate to speak this way because it feels a little silly but you're creating these pathways you know toward probably getting to the point Mm -hmm. where you're where you're the the feeling the proper feeling will accompany the freest what do you mean i mean i think we feel bound by what we, mm. mm-hmm. you know, we, we may do the right thing, but we feel um, labeled by what we think we want to do or by what, mm. excuse me, by what we want to do, right? right. Like that and desire, so, that emotional desire is right. our true self and, and like doing the right thing somehow feels like a fraud, even though um, doing the wrong <laughs> thing would be way worse. Exactly, right. And um, I, I like what you said about creating pathways towards doing the right thing. You know, I something that you and I, talk a lot about is that we must act in spite of the way we feel mm-hmm. right we, we we sometimes we need to right and i i truly don't believe that we can always control what we feel but we can always control how we act in spite of that feeling mm-hmm. and so to choose to do the right thing when you know when you want to do the wrong thing i mean let's just give an example i mean you may want to steal the candy bar but you know that you're not supposed to steal, so mm-hmm. you walk away and you don't steal. And inside, you're you're thinking, I had nothing in nothing inside me actually wanted to do the right thing. I wanted to do the wrong thing, mm-hmm. but I did the right thing. So it's a win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, but you just I think you know people who actually have these thoughts like we're talking about, you know, because right. I'm sure that the people that will actually listen to this podcast probably will gravitate to that and understand what we're saying. Mm-hmm. But we just want our feelings to match what we do all the time, whether whether it be the good thing, like like the feeling comes first and then we act like I love I love this person. So I'm going to do this thing. And 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 do you know what that is? That is our undying need for affirmation. Mm. We we want to be comforted in all the ways <laughs> we want to know we want to know that the thing we're doing is good and true and pure and we we want all of the feels that come with that mm-hmm. and that's just not always the case because we're broken yeah 
because we're broken. But like you said, it's a win if we choose the right thing, regardless of how we feel inside. Right. And I think we just have to get over it. I mean, I know it sounds kind of basic, but I think we just have to get over that and see it for what it is. Yeah. So I think it cuts both ways. I think our intent and I think doing what we do every day cuts both ways. Even if we're doing the right thing and we want to do the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. Or we truly do the wrong thing and we just think, well, I didn't mean to do the wrong. I didn't mean for them to be upset by this selfish thing that I did. Because that's really what we're saying, right? Right. (laughs) What we're saying is it's easiest to trust or it's easier, excuse me, to trust someone's actions above someone's words oh gosh yes right Mm -hmm. i mean that's the ultimate test someone can tell you you know i love you in this way in this way you know i trust you in this way in this way and their actions may tell a completely different story right and we somehow down i I keep saying down prioritize but it's true we we choose to like down prioritize these actions for words and what what do words mean right well i i think i you get what I'm saying? Yes, absolutely. But I think the natural inc- inclination to choose to trust someone's words is because of our own crippling insecurity. Yeah. We know. We know that there are very few people who are going to love us like we need. Mm. And so it's really easy for us to feel like, okay, well, I'm just going to cling to what this person says because I know deep down inside <laughs> I may not connect with this, you know, cognitively, but subconsciously I know that they actually don't love me how I need. Right. And who wants to come to that? Who wants to come to that conclusion? Because right. that means I have to Make jettison. Exactly. Yeah, have to like... Jettison all the relationships that aren't that. Right. And then face the reality that there are very few people who love me like right. I need. And, and I think when you say jettison, I, I, I don't think you really truly mean jettison. I, I, at least... If the, if they're partner relationships, it may truly mean jettison. But, right. I, th- but I think if we're talking just friends uh, or even close friends, we just we just now understand what that person is more apt or likely to do in certain oh, situations. Exactly. And so we just kind of we look for we look for that stability that we need with others. You know, and, and, you know, and nothing like nothing nasty, because I you know how we feel about that. Of course, we'll talk about that later too. But of course, no, I think I think this has been I think this has been a really a really good conversation. Um, and I, and I think it's, it's difficult. I think it's really difficult to trust what you get from someone. And it's much easier to trust their words, especially if it's accompanied by real remorse. And I think at that point you have to give that person a chance Absolutely. if it's, if it hasn't been overextended, right. You, you know, you can't, you know, it can't be the 30th time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, you know, sometimes we truly act selfishly when we really don't want to hurt that other person. And uh, you've got to give, You've got to you got to be charitable when 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 you can when the situation demands it, but right. um, but when it doesn't and someone keeps, you know, acting, one way and saying another, uh, you you've got to pay attention to the words or excuse me, you got to pay attention to the actions. Absolutely. Because you can only live with the resentment that those that that inadequacy is gonna by the other person is gonna is gonna cause. You can only live with that for so long. Yeah. And if you are that person, you know. You really just have to take responsibility if you truly care about the person that mm-hmm. you hurt. You have to say, mm-hmm. you know, I, 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 you know, I didn't intend or, or really search yourself and, and think, did I intend? Right. Did I actually intend to be a little snarky? And I think a lot of times the answer is yes. Yeah. Or I didn't want to go to her nephew's birthday party. Yeah. I just don't care for the family. It's inconvenient. Right. You know, um, 
and I'm selfish like that. Right. At least arrive at some conclusion and take right. responsibility for right. it and say, you know, I'm sorry that I hurt you. Or, I, I did hurt you and yeah. I take responsibility for that. Or the requirements you're placing on me in these situations are unreasonable and I'm not going to do them. And that sounds awful and that doesn't sound like a person I want to be with, frankly. But at the same time, if you're going to be that way, then be that way. That leads to um, that leads to one of our next episodes, which is um, we don't, you know, we don't put rules on anyone. We simply decide mm. what we can and cannot put up with. Right, right. We'll, we'll definitely revisit. We'll yeah. definitely visit that soon. For sure. Well, how you, how do you feel about this? I feel good. Let's wrap it up. Okay. So we're moving into the next segment, and Becky just said, "Like uh, I've got to think of one," and I'm forcing her to do this <laughs> unscript, unscripted. So this is our this is our confessions wow. of love and gr- expressions of gratitude segment. So uh, sorry, you're up. <laughs> Here we go. Um, Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, I'll start with the gratitude. Um, Jeremy said in the last podcast episode that it's, you know, very bright people tell us that um, it's so important to express what we're grateful for every day um, because I think it gives us another way of, of looking at our life. And I think what it does is it temporarily removes us from the pain or, or the insecurity, um, you know, or the, you know, uncertainty. And it, it really attaches us to what, what does exist and what is good. And it really gives us the chance to absorb everything that we have in this moment that is really worth it. And so Jeremy and I try to practice this a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, we always try to, you know, search for, you know, what is redeemable in every situation. And we, we like to express what we're grateful for. So, um, I'm going to start that today and then I'll turn it over to Jeremy. But what I'm grateful for today, um, is that the thing that I want to say is about relationships and I'm, I'm sighing because that's the theme of the podcast, but it's truly the thing that, you know, I'm most grateful for. I'm really most grateful for the relationships I have in my life where I feel pursued, understood, known, loved, cared for, respected, and chased. And I'm grateful that such a construct exists. I'm grateful that we have in this life where there's so much pain and uncertainty and life is so short I'm grateful that we have something redeemable like the people that we love I'm grateful that we have the ability and that we're afforded the time to pursue the people in our life that we love I mean that's I I truly believe that's all we have yeah and I'm grateful for that that's great I love that what about you hmm so I think, I think one of the things that I'm I'm grateful for, and um, you know, if and when she she listens, she can, you know, she'll hear this. But like, I think today I just kind of, kind of what's been coming in and out of my mind is my my um, gratitude for my mother. Oh. Yeah, and you know how she checked on me today, and oh, yeah. you know, and how I got a chance to see her just about I don't know about a month ago, and and how you know, like. 
like I said, you and I always talk about the fact that, that life is short and, you know, you have to cling to the people that you love. Uh, and, and she's one of those. She's, she's, you know, one of my biggest cheerleaders, even still. And, um, and I know this is an easy one. So for all of you who are saying, well, gosh, you know, we're all grateful for our moms. You know, that's <laughs> totally true. But, you know, as, as we move toward, you know, Father's Day, um, I just, I think of, I think there are a lot of us who think of our mothers. Yeah. I mean, if that makes sense, you know, uh, I think a lot of us think about our mothers on some level doing, doing double duty. And so, so today I'm, I'm grateful for my mother. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So That's I'm going so I'm to leave it at that for, for, for my gratitude. That's so sweet. Love that. The other thing that we like to do is we like to share what we love about each other. And we call this sharing confessions of love. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. if you remember from the last podcast, right. you can always go back to podcast yeah. one and get the explanation. <laughs> um, you know, this is a, a, a thing that we do to express what we love about each other. And we try to find specific reasons why we love each other and we tell each other mm-hmm. and the reason why we do this is I guess tied into the gratitude reason is that you know life is so short and we have each other and that's really all we have right and we're I not going to be afraid we're not going to be afraid to express how we feel period we right. can't it's just not worth it at nope. that point and you you know encourage everyone and <laughs> it's easy for me to say because Becky and I have nurtured this for such a long time but you know, being completely honest and open and taking that, that one friend or maybe that one family member aside and just really being, just really confessing it all and just saying, Hey, I love you for this. And I don't tell you enough. Right. You know, we think we're better because we do this, not better people better than others, but just, I just feel like more of a complete person. Right. So many people, you know, experience the loss of a loved one and think, you know, if only I had told them X, Y, and Z. Ugh, if only yeah. I had, you know, if only they knew how much they meant to me. And mm-hmm. and life is, it's truly too short not to go there yeah. with the people that you say you love. Right, you just, can't, you just have to. Right. So my confession of love for you today is that you always chase after me and you always pursue me. You always want to know how I feel, how I think, how I'm observing something, how I'm looking at something, how I'm processing something. And what that tells me is that you're truly interested in everything that makes me, me. You're mm-hmm. truly interested in all the Beckyisms. Mm. And all, <laughs> for sure, for sure. You're truly interested <laughs> in, 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 in all of, you know, all of the the way that I think about things and and what that tells me, what that interest tells me is that I'm, I'm, I'm of value to you. Mm -hmm. And it, I I believe that it validates the love and care that you have for me. I believe that you, you outwork, you know, you, you truly show me everything that you say I mean to you. And one of the biggest ways that you do that is by, you know, chasing me and observing everything that I do and and making note of it and it makes me feel really loved oh you are that's great so my confession of love to you is 
I, I mean, if it all goes back to love, then I guess on some level, everything we're saying together today is the, is the same in this segment. But, but I, I love how you're willing to find solutions and you push me to find solutions to things that feel very all or nothing. Mm. Like it's either this has to be this way or this has to be that way. This has to be all the way yes or all the way no. Right. This has to be, you know, up or all the way down. It, it, and, and, and I think, you know, we've gone through some things lately. You know, we talked about some situations lately where it's, gonna, it's very tempting to, to kind of lock ourselves into an all or nothing proposition where we feel like we have to give up everything to choose this thing or we get everything if we choose this thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but I think sometimes solutions present themselves with a side of uncertainty, mm-hmm. and <laughs> we are not fans in uh, <laughs> human beings. We are not a fans of of uncertainty at all. And so, my confession of love to you is that throughout the situations that we're in, I feel pushed to discover solutions that combine practical strategies with a level of uncertainty, and. And uh, although I wouldn't like the uncertainty, although I don't wish for the uncertainty, and I don't think you would do either. Of course not. I think we are both willing to let that exist so that we can we can love each other better. Mm. And so I'm thankful, and and I love you for that, for pushing me to see that. Oh, love that. Well, it's been a pleasure to be with you again for the second episode. So, so we've already made it like, we've already made it fourteen thousand percent farther than uh, anybody else with because we now have two podcasts as opposed to just one episode. Not two podcasts, but that would be way too much. But like two podcast episodes. But thanks for joining us today. And this was a, a little bit longer than we had planned, but um, we're going to be with you again soon, and look forward to sharing our thoughts with you. And again, you know, please feel free to reach out. Uh, you know, Becky will announce in just a second how to get in touch with us and where we're at. Uh, but we, we do want to hear from you. Um, you know, comments, you know, con- constructive feedback, whatever you have to offer. Uh, we we want to hear that, uh, hopefully, that, you know, you're able to, to be successful in your relationships and maybe you can share with us some of the ways you are. That would be great. So, Becky, it's been really great, like usual. Um, it's been wonderful. All right. We'll see you next time. If you would like to reach out to us with any questions or comments or suggestions, we would love to hear from you. Or if you just want to say hi, send us an email at 100daysayearpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's 100daysayearpodcast at gmail.com. Not 100, but just 100. Also, if you'd like to follow us on Instagram, our handle is 100daysayearpodcast. Go ahead and give us a follow.